0: Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, December 27, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, let's start with a little type of house cleaning slash service announcement stuff. We're going to keep this video and the other ones this week rather brief unless something crazy happens. We're in a holiday period. We should all be taking somewhat of a holiday. So I'm taking parts of days off. I'm taking another day off at the end of the week. And then we'll come back after the new year and it will be, I believe, January 3rd where we'll be back in uniform ready to go. However, we want to keep up with the market. So let's do an assessment of where are they now. What are the likely things that can happen based on certain things that might happen? What's the chart setup tell us? What are the important numbers? We're going to go over those things and we'll run through some other markets. We'll do it in what we call rapid fashion. So when we look at the daily chart of the SPY, what we're looking for is a couple of things. The first and primary thing is what's jumping off the page? Is there anything jumping off the page that we need to... Note, there really are a number of things. So current price is below all the daily chart moving averages. That's certainly not a bullish sign, but a bearish sign. Also in the bearish camp is we have a move lower, and then we have what is the beginning of a bearish, flaggish kind of pattern. So unless this breaks out to the upside, this will generally break to the downside or in the southern direction, and have another leg lower. Now we'll talk about the next leg lower in a little while. Let's talk about some of the other things that are going on. We have something in the bull camp. What's in the bull camp? We have a low, we have a higher low, and we have a potential higher low situation. That's if the market can catch a bid/slash get a rally anytime soon. The longer they go back and forth under these moving averages, the more likely we will break. To the lower or southern side are we going to have a Santa Claus rally now if you looked up in Wikipedia when is the Santa rally some people want to call it a Christmas rally a December rally half of the month all month well the reality is if there was such thing as a Santa rally it really is between Christmas and the first day or so into the new year but however If you were paying attention, Jordan from the Inside the Numbers live room did some number crunching. He's an analytical type. He has data on everything. And he found out that despite popular demand or the prevailing wisdom, the Santa Claus rally actually has a losing record over a long period of time in percentage or statistical format. So once again, nobody bothers to check the data. They just believe what other people say. And the reality is there's no such thing as a Santa rally. Sometimes the market rallies and sometimes it doesn't. It's not even as good as a coin flip. What else do we have on the board? Well, the big picture tells us that we have yet to make a good low. So in the first quarter of 2023 and potentially even beyond the first quarter, We're expecting a better low, another leg lower. Now, whether or not the next leg lower begins before the new year starts or after, it really is irrelevant at this point. What we're looking for is big picture stuff. The big picture stuff is regardless of whether or not we have a rally before the next drop or we have an immediate next drop, there's going to be another drop. Is it going to be the Fed? Is it going to be China or Russia? The economy, deflation, inflation, masterflation, whatever it's going to be, it's likely going to be the devil we don't know. Look for the unknown, not one of the known knowns. All the bricks in the wall of worry are already known knowns. If you're looking for a spark for the next leg down, it's likely to be an unknown unknown. In the end, it doesn't really matter what the media attaches the reason to. All that matters is there's another leg lower coming, period, full stop. Now, what happens if they try and pop the tape before the next leg lower? Where are they going? Well, we've already talked about this, and there's no change. If they're going to try and break out of this bearish, flaggish kind of routine down here, then they're going to get into these moving averages, 390, 391, 389, something like that. If they can muster up a better rally, it remains to be seen. It's kind of a, you got to prove it to me. It's more of a show me kind of tape. What would be the prize on a pop? 393, likely a spike above 393. Not even sure they can get there at this point. The longer it takes, the less likely we're going to see a pop and the more likely we're going to see a drop. What do we use as the benchmark? We use the low from the 22nd, 374.77, start getting below that, closing below that, and the next leg lower will be underway. What do we have in the weekly chart? Well, we've got a couple of things working, but there's a little bit of shenanigans slash rope-a-dope slash don't get fooled stuff going on over here. So let me explain what I'm talking about. So here's a breakup candle and the low is 373.61. It's a big time breakup candle, There are institutional players inside that candle during that week. So therefore, they're pushing the market up as it comes back down. That's a defense kind of area. Giving up that breakup candle low on a weekly basis would certainly be trouble for any kind of bull case. But what we do know is that they like to come down and run tests or go up and run tests of breakdown candle highs, breakup candle lows on the downside. So they've done that. The low last week was 374.77, the number we just discussed as the line in the sand. So they've run a sufficient test of the vicinity of the low of the breakup candle. However, they still close the week below the prior week's closing price. Now, to the naked eye, one might not think that's all that important. However, that's all that important until they recapture that price. So we're talking about 383.27 until or unless they're able to recapture that price. And obviously it would start intro week, but they have to close a week back above that price to get anything going on the upside. So as a benchmark, and those of you who are watching from an intraday perspective, as long as price stays below that number, there's trouble in paradise. Let's do a little reading from a shorter term basis. We'll go the other direction. Here's a 240 chart, so what do we have? Interestingly enough, and this is actually a good lesson, we have a breakdown candle high right here. This candle has not yet been able to be closed above. They've tried, they made a bottom, they went all the way up to run a test of that breakdown candle high, and the number we're talking about is 383.38. Funny how that works, considering we just talked about a number very similar to that, and you see how these all get kind of meshed together. Each individual chart looks slightly different than the next, but they're all doing something similar, and they all will respect certain numbers, very important numbers, and that's evident over here. So the question is, are they doing this? Are they just eating time off the clock in this upper range, building energy to bust through, fill the gap up here, get into the moving averages, all that stuff, or... Did they just run a test of the break down candle high and now they're going to fail and fail down toward the lows? Well, we don't know yet. We'll probably know more tomorrow on Wednesday, but that's really the way you have to look at it, the way you have to interpret it. So here's another side lesson. How do you use this information in a real-time trading type of formation? Well, here's the way, and this is the same stuff that's taught. This is a sliver. This is the same stuff that's taught in the course Lazy E-mini Trader. You're looking at a big-time breakdown candle high. Now, a big-time breakdown candle high isn't the same on a five-minute chart as it is on a 240 chart or a daily chart or an hourly chart. They're different. The lower the time frame, the less important the thing is. The bigger the time frame, the more important the thing is. Although all charts act and react the same way, The reactions are different, and if something's happening on a bigger time frame, it's going to supersede and really ignore at times the smaller time frame stuff. So here we have a pretty decent sized time frame. We have a pretty decent sized breakdown candle high. So when price got up to the high, is that an area that a trader could have taken a short and saying, hey, it's close to risk. What's risk? The high of the breakdown candle. The high is 383.38. Start getting above there, and I've got to get out of the trade. I have to exit the position. But is that an area we could short the stock against that area? And the answer is, yeah, your best trades are taken at the risk place, right? Where the risk exists. The risk exists if price starts getting above the high of that candle, closing candles above. In this case, it's a 240 chart. Price could be long gone by the time a 240 candle closes. It's half a day. But just in concept, the same thing applies on all charts. So we have to understand what would be happening if you closed a candle above the high of that breakdown candle. That's the market's way of signaling to you that it's going higher. Might not do it right away, might have some shakeout operations back down below. But closing above is the tip off, it's the flare up in the air. And again, it's not every single time. It's just, this is the way the market works majority of the time using the 80-20 rule. Sometimes it's not going to work, but most of the time when it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck, it's a freaking duck. What about the 120 chart? Same routine, same number, same concept. You just don't have one big breakdown candle. You have two breakdown candles that got above one and then they went to the other. Funny how that works. And you can see if you were short up in this neighborhood, eventually they had a pretty decent pullback. So there is a trade there. The question is, do you have the patience to stay in the trade and wait for it to happen? Because you might have shorted up here and it took one, two full 120 minute candles, which is another half day to really give you the ride down to get a decent profit. In between, they go back and forth, they try and whip you out, it's a fake-out, looks bullish until it doesn't, all that stuff. That's the business of trading. And what I just described with patience applies on all charts, but the larger the time frame you're looking at, the more patience you have to have to let the thing develop and play out. Before we move on to other markets, in the spirit of I want to show you everything I got every day, we did have a morning session for Inside the Numbers, I'm not going to read anything here. The numbers are here. All the data is here. Everything you need if you wanted to be an active trader in the morning session. It's all here. You can read it, pause the video, go back to the charts to double-check the work for certain. I'm going to do the morning session again on Wednesday and Thursday, and then we're going to take Friday off and be back with bells on in the new year. They were rallying early in the morning, and then all of a sudden the question is, is it just a dead cat bounce, or is there something more? Turned out to be just a DCB or dead cat bounce. Again, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. By the way, 939. I will point out one thing, 380.85. We think better in pictures, SPY 5-minute chart, 380.85. You can see here in the 940 candle, they hit it, and this was given out before 940. They hit it, they made a low of 380.82, and then they had a little bit of a bounce off of it and good enough for a scalp trade, came back, spiked it again, came up short of another number you'll see posted if you're reading the notes, and then they went up again anyway. And what you'll see is the second time around, the next number to buy was a little bit lower and it was just not hit. They came up short one more time. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. Here, the low of 379.65 will have to qualify for the give and take. What was the give and take? 379.50. They missed it by 15 cents. It's a light volume week. It's a holiday week. You have less participation. You can't expect the market to operate at full compliance, if you will. And by the way, we did have a couple of stocks on the move today. We had LUV and Tesla. Might as well take a look at those anyway. Southwest Airlines, will take a look at first. Getting a haircut at the opening bell, 3,402 was the number, low in the first candle of the day. How about that? 3,402, they bounced up to a high of 3,435, so they're giving you a minimum required base hit, came back to run a test, went a little higher later, another base hit, and then they came back lower later. So nobody's in the trade down here, but they gave you two bites at the apple if you wanted it. I'm an advocate of one bite per trade. But still, the numbers work. About the Tesla trade, 112.05 was the number that was on the board at zero dark 30. They came into 112.05, spiked it by a little bit, 111.85. Minutes later, they're at a high of 113.97. That is more than the minimum required base hit. Back for the retest, you're out of the trade, doesn't matter anymore. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame, and the numbers work. What's going on over in camp IWM? And so much for a short video today, here we go. I get rambling on and it just keeps rambling. We've got the same situation as we had in the SPY, so we're not gonna belabor the point. Below all the moving averages, bearish flaggish kind of thing. They can break this bearish flaggish thing, but they're gonna run into a ton of resistance up here into these moving averages that are converging. So there's a ton of overhead resistance, even if they try and pop them a little bit. But generally speaking, out of this pattern, until or unless they get up into this area, they're susceptible in the southern direction. Same routine. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Same routine. Chart looks the same. Below all the moving averages, putting in this bearish, flaggish kind of thing. There is a tail here, but the tail is in the middle of no man's land, so it's not really a Huge volume, tail at the low of a chart. That's different than the tail in no man's land. This is something that's taught and emphasized in the course, Lazy E-mini Trader. There's so much stuff in there that if you haven't taken the course, you're missing a bunch of stuff. What about the QQQ people? Chart looks terrible. They're already at these lows for the most part. They still have a higher low going on here. And when I say that, we're looking at the low, higher low Higher low, but they're not that far away. And they are pretty far from the moving averages. When you look at this on a weekly chart, you see what's going on here. Breakup candle low. The low is 263.03. It's been tested. They're down there again. That's the line in the sand. You give that up. It opens the door for the former low from October, 254.25, and it opens the door for lower stuff. That's just the way it is. It's not a question of, if it's a question of when now here's the financials and check out the picture between the QQQ and the financials where you've got a totally different situation going on here from a weekly chart perspective. You've got a low and they're trying to put in a higher low, whether they can or not remains to be seen. But your line in the sand right here from a weekly basis is 3319. Totally different chart. Look, the daily chart looks very similar to all the other stuff. May look slightly better, but not enough to really point anything material out. It's a bearish, wedgish, bearish, flaggish kind of deal. And if they break up here, it's into these moving averages. There's a gap up here. That's overhead resistance, 3460, 3475. And if they don't do that, then it will generally break lower if they continue to stay in this range. Same routine. Smash mouth, good proxy for the tech space as a whole. And guess what? Not looking too good, below all the moving averages, melting away, challenging the lows from last week. Weekly chart making a run for the weekly chart. Breakup candle comes in right around that low is 190.41. So anywhere in that vicinity, you have to look for the proverbial bull bear battle. Daily chart, you've got some unfinished business with this gap down here, came up short of it last week. They're coming back down to get it, it looks like. This would be a good week to do it. Volume is light. They can pretty much push anything they want, anywhere they want. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.